Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What's shaking, Red Nation? We are here for another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. And we have a W pod for you today. Yes, sir. Rockets pull out this win, 128-122. I'll be honest, guys. Halfway through that third quarter, I did not think we would be having a W pod today. But the Rockets outscored the Hawks 34-18 to in the fourth quarter to pull out a six-point win. What a win we have tonight. Uh, we've got people here live here on Spotify Live. Michael Brown's going to join me here in a little bit to give his two cents, bring on his excitement. And honestly, y'all, great win tonight from the Rockets. Big growing moment, I think, for a lot of these guys, um, especially Jalen Green, who played most of that fourth quarter uh, in foul trouble. Ended up fouling out, but still a team-high 30 for him. Uh, Big night for Jabari Smith tonight, 21 for him. 21 points as well for K.J. Martin to go with 15 boards. And, of course, Gary Bird flew home. The first Gary Bird showing of the season. 20 points off the bench from him in 23 solid minutes for him. And, honestly, all of those guys contributed to this win tonight. Kevin Porter as well, 12 points, 10 assists, 7 boards. Real team win tonight. And that's what you need, especially – you know, that's what that's how the Rockets need to win games because 
I think for most of the night, you have, you know, with the Hawks, you have Trey Young and DeJounte, and they like to stagger uh, the lineups with them in it. And usually that means they'll have the best player on the floor. But tonight, the Rockets were able to make an in-game adjustment. And they were, they, and KJ said it at the end of the game, you know, they, they, they challenged those screens. They, you can't go under screens when you're playing Trey and DeJounte. And I think that that's what they were doing for most of that, uh, for most of that game, especially with DeJounte, eight threes for him. Um, but they found a way to get it done. And that's something, uh, Michael Brown, my co-pilot, that they haven't done a whole lot of. Big win tonight, Mike. Mike, you there? Going once. Mike going twice. Mike, you're on mute. On mute. My you're fault, my mute. fault, my fault. You're What's good, up, man? Good. Sorry, I am in the middle of packing for my trip tomorrow, but I had to hop on massive. It's ma- a W pod. Yeah, it is, man. It's uh, mm-hmm. They play well tonight, man. They deserve, they deserve to win that game tonight. A lot of things we need to get to tonight, I feel like, but massive win tonight by Jabari, Jalen, KJ with a career high in rebounds, Silas in-game adjustments. I, I didn't recognize that from him uh, ever. Uh, great win tonight, man. They said tonight on the broadcast, um, this is the first game that they have won in which they were also trailing in the game um, by more than 10 points. And the worst <laughs> part about that stat line is in before this game, they were 0-14 in games like that. And they've only played, you know, 18 games this season. So they, they've, they've trailed by a lot in a lot of these games. But tonight was the first night where they were able to bounce back. And I think a big moment, probably the moment you would point to that sparked this comeback was that skirmish in the middle of the third quarter where you saw technical fouls go every which direction. I think it was Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, Jabari Smith, Jalen Green all getting teed up at that moment in the third quarter. And I want to say at that point, the Rockets were trailing, I want to say it was like 16 points. I think it was 14 or 16. 14 or 16. They were trailing by as much as 16 at at some point during the game. But, uh, again, big, big, big uh, comeback from that moment on. Well, it it shows, Jeremy, that these guys, they've got – what's the the term I want to use? They they showed NAD tonight, man. Like, they showed that they gave a damn tonight, and I love that. Uh, I love every second of them getting into it with the other team. And a special shout-out goes out to Gary Bird tonight. Gary Garrison Matthews played out of his mind tonight, and it was Gary awesome. Gary Bird flew home. Gary Bird flew home. Well, he did, man. We've been wondering where he was. Well, and tonight was a perfect example of what this team is capable of when Eric Gordon doesn't play. It's, it's factual, man. I mean, at this point, it's true. This is the team. I think KJ fits better with the starters. I agree. Oh, my God. I mean, he was phenomenal tonight. I mean, and hearing him talk after the game, he's so – what's the word I want to – what's the word I'm looking for, Jeremy? He's so poised, and he's such a – That is your word, poised. He's a baller, man. He's so – I mean – The hooper. He's a hooper. That's a perfect word for it. He just Mm -hmm. balls, man. He's so his dad – in a game like tonight, because 
a guy like Trey Young is such a fake tough guy. Like he's just he's not a real tough guy. He just isn't. The way I see it, I mean, he's he's a nice player. Don't get me wrong. He's a great shooter. He he doesn't have like a team that's led by Trey Young. If he's their best player, is not winning an NBA title. Sorry, because because when you have a guy like like Atari Eason, a guy like a KJ Martin, toughness wise, I'll take either one of those guys over a guy like Trey Young. Trey Young is all finesse, and and. Our guys showed toughness tonight. That's what we've been looking for all year, man. And it it does it's not shocking, Jeremy. You don't play Eric Gordon. This team is better. It's just true. It's factual. I think if you played with this group against that group ten times, I think the Rockets win four or five of those games. I do think that the Rockets are better than the record suggests, um, and I think that Atlanta is a good matchup for them because. A big reason why the Rockets won tonight, something that we haven't really mentioned yet, Mike, is the mm-hmm. rebounding battle. The oh. Rockets crashed the glass tonight. 59-28, to 28, they won the rebounding. 22 offensive rebounds. They nearly had as many offensive rebounds as the Hawks had total rebounds. And that is probably where this game was won and lost. And it, it is where this game was won and lost. Yeah, man, it's... The, Not having the, Clint Capella tonight really hurt for the Hawks, I think, because that is who cleans up the glass for them. And, uh, you know, Kong Wu was good in there. You know, he had 11 boards, but he was the only person that is really there that can that can really crash the glass for them. Outside of that, no one had more than five rebounds for them. The Rockets, tra- you have 15 from K.J. Martin, a career high. Nine from Jabari Smith. He nearly had that tenth one as the buzzer as the buzzer sounded. He was grabbing it, but it was right after the buzzer, so I don't think they gave it to him. But you know, Kevin Porter was crashing the glass. Tari Eason was crashing the glass. And and when you mention you know the toughness part of that, I think I think that is shown in the rebounding battle, and and that is a a place where you can point to and say that was something that the Rockets were fantastic at tonight, and that is the reason why the Rockets won this game. I thought Fernando gave them really good minutes early in the game. Mm -hmm. I thought his presence tonight made a difference. Um, Well, what it did was it forced the Hawks to shoot. And the thing is the Hawks are a really good shooting team. So, so it it benefited them in a way, but I, I think, you know, it was nice to have Bruno back. I would prefer if Shangun was in there. We'll see if he ends up playing tomorrow night, but um, you know, it is nice to have a player like Bruno who can, you know, fill in that paint. Um, and it doesn't just need to be, you know, Garuba. There's, there's a defensive presence in that paint. And look, the Hawks, the Hawks, they made 15 threes tonight, 12 of them from their, their backcourt, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray. So I think if, if you, you face a different backcourt, I, I feel like they, you don't get as much success um from those from those from the three-point line that this the Hawks did tonight this was the first game Jeremy and you and I collectively have watched every game this season mm-hmm. this was the first game that I've watched that I can say the Rockets played their best brand of basketball and it sounds I'm gonna agree with you that because I I yeah. think that you look at the Dallas game that they had a week ago and mm-hmm. I think, you know, as much as we didn't say it on the on the podcast when we did it, there, you know, Luca wasn't playing. They were on the second half of a back-to-back. The, Rock, the, the Rockets were better. 
you know, and then when they played the Magic, um, when I was there, um, they were just they they played way above their three point line, you know, success. They 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 had such a great scoring that there was no way they were going to lose that game. It's not really the Rockets' brand, as you said. I think the Rockets have struggled to find an identity, but I think tonight is probably the closest we've seen to an identity for this team. And what that is, is a team that can crash the glass, a team that can go out in transition and make some buckets. And I think that they did that a lot tonight. And, you know, that goon squad off the bench, that that was a big part of this this win that they had tonight. So, um, yeah, I would say that the Rockets is a young team trying to figure out their way. A win like this could go a really long way towards finding their identity and using that to build off of. This is a win you can build off of, Mike, especially with tomorrow, with OKC. If you can use some of what you ha- you found tonight and move it into this next game, a winnable game against an OKC team that is beatable, granted, you know, they're not, they, they didn't play tonight, so they are pretty well rested, or excuse me, they did play tonight. They, they won in overtime. So you're coming in with very similar uh, chances. You're playing at home. A very winnable game here that they have um, tomorrow night. So I really hope that they take advantage of that. No, I do too, man. You know, and, and you look at tonight and going back to the brand of basketball, they just need to run, man. Run, run, run. I agree. Oh, we lost Mike there. Well, we'll see if – I'll give Mike a couple minutes, see if he comes back. I know he's busy uh, going off to – um his vacation tomorrow but if there's anyone else that that wants to come up and speak feel free to hit that speaker request button i can bring you on up um but yeah kind of going into this game tomorrow night we kind of talked a little bit about it um you know okc's on the docket shea gilders alexander um is one of the best players in the league at the moment and tonight he had 30 points i'm really excited to see uh shea battle Jalen green tonight um, and to kind of, I guess, talk about uh, Jalen Green in a way, because um, he deserves maybe a little bit more praise than we've given him so far. Um, you know, to play with five fouls um, when he did, he picked up that fifth foul late in the third quarter, and his fourth and fifth foul came almost on back-to-back possessions. And that fourth foul, um, it didn't look like he deserved that foul. I'm not sure exactly how that happened, but, um, you know, he got the foul, and uh, Silas probably should have taken him out at that fourth foul. He didn't, waited a little too long. Then he picked up his fifth. But he played a lot of that fourth quarter um, with five fouls and defending Trey Young. And I was a little worried. I was like, why is he defending Trey Young, you know, so late in the game with, you know, in a tight game? But he held his own. And I'm, and I'm really impressed uh, by the defense that Jalen Green showed, uh, you know, especially considering how much he struggled in the last several games um, to get – to get Jalen Green back on track tonight uh, was really nice to see. And I, I really think that the Rockets are figuring it out. This is exactly what you would look into. Like, if I, if I look at this team um, and just, like, in the future, like how I want this team to be, Mike. I brought Mike's back up here. Like, if we look at the, the full vision of this team mm-hmm. uh, in a win like tonight, you know, Jalen gets 30. Kevin Porter's doing a little bit of everything, 12 points, 10 assists, seven boards, almost a, almost a triple-double. Um, you get Jabari, who's hot from three, 5-11 from three tonight. Um, but Garrison Matthews, probably not going to be on the team when they're good again. But if you can get a guy like him, 
who can get you that like that microwave offense, like the Gerald Green esque offense. I feel like that's a lot of the formula that could win you games with with this core. I totally agree, and I I think they already have that guy, Jeremy. To be fair, um, in Josh now, Christopher, one hundred percent. Um, I mean Josh Christopher, his minutes tonight were not very good. He, I mean, it, granted, it was just five minutes, but you know, he, with him, it, it's so unfair. He's though just, he's not he's not shooting the ball well. He's not. Well, I mean, you give a guy five minutes in a game and you don't play him on a consistent basis, and automatically basis. you 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 drop ten points. Well, yeah, I think I think Garrison Matthews was an outlier tonight, and people are going to point to him saying how good of a game he had. The last few games that he's played, he's been terrible too. Right. Like to, to be fair to Garrison Matthews, I just think the guy that you're talking about is Josh Christopher. I th- I think he just needs legitimate minutes in a legitimate role, which he does not have right now. I think I think that guy is not yet on the roster. I think that they'll end up That's getting fair. that guy um, in the I, I don't hate draft it. or the like. I, I really hope that they go out and get just a shooter, straight up shooter, just like a. A guy that that that's all he does. Like, well, let me ask you a question. Shoots and he's good, and he's and he's serviceable on defense. What's up? Do you hate the idea of Duncan Robinson? Um, at his contract, yes. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's the only detractor but, for me on a guy. The like archetype Duncan is what I am thinking of. Yes. Yeah. Um, someone like him that can go get you four threes in a game off the bench. Uh, can spot start if needed. Um, but he's the guy that that you can't just leave alone. He helps you with spacing in the second unit. Um, exactly what Garris Matthews brought tonight. Um, it just Garris Matthews obviously needs to be a little bit more consistent with it. Um, tonight was the first night that um, that he's been able to show that. I want to know, what do you think Garris Matthews' season high was coming into tonight? Uh, 16? It was 11. 11 Ooh. against the Jazz in Utah. Wow. So, so yeah, I mean, it's a, little, it's a little surprising. I thought it was more than that, but okay. Yeah. So, so that's, yeah, it's, it's obviously not a game you're going to see a lot of the time, but um, do you remember, I, I'm curious too, because I remember last year when I was home for Thanksgiving, like I am now, um, it was, it was kind of the time when the Rockets um, really started to get things going mm-hmm. and they had that seven game win streak. I, I want to say this might've been, um, like the exact day to the date um, of one of these comeback, maybe from Garrison Matthews um, that he had. But it, it's, it's around the same time of the year where the Rockets were, were really starting to get their, under their feet. You know, November 24th, so, so a year ago yesterday, Thanksgiving Day, they beat the Bulls 118-113. I believe it was a come-from-behind win was there it was the win to snap the 15 game losing streak that they had had and to go to, to go to 2 and 16 so now they it, it, so they won this game in very similar fashion mm-hmm. from what i remember about that game it was another come from behind win that they had but you're starting to see that they're picking up this momentum and i hope that they can keep this keep this moving forward cuz this is like you need to use this game and build off of it. That uh, otherwise, this is just another uh, uh, another you know outlier of a game, and it doesn't reflect the team as a whole. But I, no, I, I hope that they can use this game and build off of it. Otherwise, it's just another 
pointless win. No, and I I think that their roster as a whole tonight, tonight's a microcosm of their roster where you don't really know what you have with these guys. You know, like tonight you're missing Shingun, Gordon, and Tate, and you go out and beat a really good Hawks team, albeit yeah. without Clint Capella. But you showed tonight what the recipe is that you and I have been talking about for the last year plus, which is lean into your youth, play into your youth. And, and that's the what youth they did. played, and the youth played really well tonight. They played really well. I mean, KJ Martin just continues to impress, man. That he's yeah. playing his way into an extension, uh, bar none. And at this point, you can't afford not to start him. You know, it's, like, it's going to be when, really bad tomorrow when KJ doesn't start. Like it's, and I hate, it, and I hate saying that because it's going to be. I imagine yeah, Gordon was out move. tonight. I imagine yeah. Gordon was out tonight because uh, it is a back-to-back, um, and I imagine he'll end up playing tomorrow and he'll probably start. But I mean, considering what KJ did tonight. A career high in rebounds, 21 points to add on to that on 10 of 13 shooting. How do you send him he's, to the bench? He's, he's how do you exactly. Do it? It's like, how do you, how do you send a guy like that to the bench? Right. And I think, it's, I think for guys like you and I who do these shows all the time, it's so blatantly obvious to us, you know, that I love Jay Sean Tate, but it's, it's the KJ Martin show at this point. All he does is impress. Like, that's all he does. It's crazy. I mean, the moves that this guy makes as a starter and as a player for your team, he makes game-winning plays. Just mm-hmm. night in, night out. He's shooting the ball well. He's rebounding like a madman right now. You know, he plays well with the guys. He has good rapport with the guys. You hear him talk after the game. You know, here's a guy, Jeremy, that it was, what, a couple, what, four or five weeks ago, this guy's talking about wanting a trade. and mm-hmm. Not four or five weeks ago, a couple months ago you know, in the off season that wanted a trade and now he's open to an extension and he's playing his tail off, reward the guy, give him a starting spot because he's, he's, he deserves it. He's earned it. Yeah. Adam is in the comments saying KJ Martin is playing his way out of the Rockets price range. Houston management better sign in before the all-star break. I don't necessarily know if I agree with that take in terms of he's playing out of his price range, considering the fact that he signed, a three-year, $4.2 million contract to come out of the draft in 2020. So he signed a three-year contract with a fourth-year club option. So they can't, like, so they'll probably opt into that club option. They don't need to, they don't need to resign him this year uh, because they do have that team option. Um, And then he becomes a restricted free agent after that fourth year. So it's not like there's a lot of urgency on that front. Um, and he, but he is playing his way into uh, an extension. And would you do I, I would, would you it, do it though? I mean, would you sign yeah, into an extension I, like, at this point? You know, I think part of um, like I would sign into an extension like Jay Sean Tate. Like I, I would, okay. I would give him that kind of money. Um, and Jay Sean Tate, uh, to my understanding, like from what I can recall from that contract, let me pull up his, his numbers. It's um, like three like years, Tate, 22 million, three years, 20 million with a club option year three. Um, okay. And I think that, I think that KJ has a higher ceiling. So I would say that he's maybe worth a little bit more than that. Um, but they look, he's a free agent and a restricted free agent at that two years from now. So yeah, there isn't a whole lot of reason to sign. Like there, there isn't like, Oh, we need to sign him a new extension now, but if they wanted to, I think that's totally 
absolutely fine. I mean, I'm but with it's it. Not, it's not going to yeah. happen anytime soon. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm with it. You know, because I, I think. Uh, how do I want to phrase this? The, the man, the, the Rockets, cra- the, the, he can't even crack the starting lineup yet, which is well, insane because he deserves to be. But it's it's getting to a point now where he needs he kind of needs to be. Well, here's the thing, Jeremy, is you got to look at the conversation for us a year ago was Jay Sean KJ or Tate. Right. But now I think it's moved more into a conversation of Tate or Tari Eason. Because Tari Eason continues to impress as well. Right. Uh, every time he touches the floor, again, those two guys are so similar. When Jay Sean thing- Tate returns, I am curious to see how that affects um, his minutes and Tate's and, and Tari's minutes. Well, I think you've got I think minutes. you've got I think you've got your four forwards locked in for the rest of the year. That's Jabari, Tari, KJ, and Tate. Like those are your four, three, four positions. I mean, I guess if, if that's the way you want to phrase it, you know, like those and maybe are your Garuba, maybe Garuba will get some minutes next to Bruno or next to um Shangun when he comes back. Yeah, those are your three bigs, I would call it. I would call them. Mm-hmm. So I think those three guys, you know, I, I think the Rockets are in a pretty good spot the rest of the year. I like, like I said, man, I know his numbers didn't spell it out tonight, but I loved what Bruno brought tonight physicality wise. Yeah. Cause he gives you exactly what you need and he knows his role, set good screens and rebound. That's all you need him to do. If he scores great, but he did exactly what he is paid to do tonight, which is be physical with the other team. And I loved it. You know, phenomenal win, man. And this is literally, I'm so thankful for this win tonight. That's the word that I'm feeling about the game tonight. They played well. They deserve to win this game. They overcame adversity. I thought Silas pressed the right buttons multiple times tonight, which I have not been able to say. Yeah, he coached a terrible first half. He coached a great second half. And they deserve Mm -hmm. to win this game tonight. They wanted this game more than Atlanta did. Last-minute thoughts before tomorrow's game against OKC. Build on it, man. You know, build on it. You know, go into tomorrow. Like I said, lean into your youth. Lean into your inexperience and use that as a positive. Go into tomorrow night with your chest held high saying, look, we beat the Hawks. We can beat the Thunder. Uh, This game, the Rockets should win tomorrow night and go on their first winning streak of the season. Tonight was a brick for the foundation. 100%. Now, take that brick, get another brick tomorrow, and let's build ourselves a house. House Rockets. Let's go. I think this is a thing. I don't even know what I was going to (laughs) say. I I think that this is a ideally amazing spot. I feel like I've used ideal before, so I, I feel like this is an amazing spot. Superb. A superb. Superb. Thank you. Yes, you're if you will. You're, you're, you're better with words than me tonight. So this it's is a okay. superb place to park the rocket ship. Thank you guys so it. much for tuning into this episode of The Dream Take. Hope you had a great, great Thanksgiving holiday. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Dream Take and at Dream Shake SBN. Head over to our Facebook page. Give us a like if you're over there. And head to our website, thedreamshake.com. Home of all things, Houston Rockets at SBNation.com. We'll be back tomorrow night recapping, hopefully, another win, another W pod uh, when the Rockets take on the Oklahoma City Thunder at home. Be sure to follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown, at Mike Brown underscore 2020.
And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of The Dream Take. And until next time, go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial Series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.